in Marietta and uh, some things were taught there and one thing that was taught was on the local church uh, something that was ministered to us was about the local church and and brother copeland said this is the year of the local church mm -hmm. amen and god has shown me that he's going to do some things in the local church and how many of you know if we're not in the local church we're not going to experience what god wants to do in the local church mm -hmm. you know when the lord says he's highlighting this is a year for the local church mm -hmm. we ought to make sure we're connected to our local church That's right. Praise the Lord. Now, don't, don't turn the dial <laughs> because I'm going to be talking about the local church. Because God's prosperity, His blessings, His plan for your life, it's attached to the local church. Amen. Praise God. So let's open up our Bibles tonight to Psalms 92, verse 13. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, God talks about the universal church throughout his word, but he talks a lot about the local church throughout his word. And it's important for us to have a church that we attend and to honor that place where God has set us. Amen. Amen. And we may say, why is it important? I'm glad you asked. We are going to talk about that tonight. Amen. The title of my message is Planted and Prosperous. Amen. How many of you like that? I do. Praise the Lord. Psalms 92 verse 13. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Amen. They'll, they'll flourish in the courts of, of our God. They shall bear forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing or fresh and flourishing. Amen. So here... Here, they're, here David's talking about we're going to be planted in the house of the Lord. Let me read the scripture before that, verse 12. The righteous, let's start there. Let's read it again. The righteous, Psalms 92, 12, shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing praise god we like to hear that god wants us to bring forth fruit in old age that we shall be flourishing yeah. come on that that um there is prosperity for us but it says right here when he's talking about the righteous that they'll flourish they'll be planted in the house of god mm -hmm. praise the lord say planted planted in the house of the lord the house of god that's the local church amen we're supposed to be planted in the house of God, in our local church. You know, it's not just a physical place where we show up. It is a place where we show up, your local church, but it's not just physically being there. Um, planted in the local house means I'm showing up to my church. I'm going to be a part of this congregation, of this church family. Uh, my heart is connected here. It's connected to my church, to my pastor, to this family, this local church family. Yeah. My heart is there. There's a faithfulness that, that I express in the local church. Why? Because I'm planted there. You know, that word planted means to be planted. Like you, you, you dig a hole and you put the plant in and you're planting uh, a plant or a flower. And what happens? The roots grow deep. And they grow, the more you water it, the more sun it gets, the more air and space, and the more you tend to that plant, that flower, it starts to, uh, the roots grow deeper and that flower starts to flourish, right? If you're taking care of it. Yeah. 
You know, something is different when you have a plant and you put it in a pot. The pot, it moves, you can move that pot anywhere from place to place. I can leave it on my patio, I can put it in the front, I can bring it in my sitting room, I can put that pot anywhere. That pot, that, that plant in that pot, it's not planted per se, it's, it's potted. It's in a pot. And too often in this day and age, we have believers who are potted Christians, if I could say that. They hop around from place to place and their roots have never, they've never planted themselves in their local church and their roots uh, don't grow deep down like they should. And so when storms come, I said when storms come and they will come, what happens to a potted plant in a storm? If it's a good, windy, gusty storm, it's going to knock that plant right over. Well, that's what happens to believers when they don't plant themselves in the Word, and they're not planning themselves in the house of the Lord. They're not allowing their roots to grow down deep. They're not committing to that local body because, you know, each of us, we have a place in the body of Christ. We have um, an assignment in that local church. Amen. Amen. And if we're not partaking, if I could say it this way, of the same soil in that house, in that local body, then we're not planting ourselves like we should. You know, we have many people who sign up for gyms. They're members, but they never partake of the benefits of the gym membership. Yeah. Right? They're not over there working the equipment, becoming a true partaker of all that that gym has to offer. They have a membership card. They can tell you where it is. They can drive over there. But the people at the gym don't see them very often. Right. And so just because we have a membership doesn't mean we are fully partaking of the benefits. And it's the same way with our local church. Just because we are members of um, the local church doesn't mean we are partaking of the benefits. And one way we do that is to plant ourselves and to know this is where God has set me. He has set me in the local church. He has set me in this local body. How many of you know there are local bodies all over? We are all together the body of Christ, but God doesn't put us in two or three different local bodies. You know, I remember years ago when I was younger, I met met someone and they said, oh, I have two or three pastors. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Multiple pastors. And I just, as a young person, I kind of pondered that for a minute. I thought, how can you have two or three pastors? You really can't. You have one local church and you have one pastor. That's right. Amen. Because your pastor is the shepherd, yes. the under shepherd. And it would be like saying, um, I have, you know, three fathers. Mm-hmm. I only have one father who gave birth to me, right? I have one father who, or who partook of that. Um, so we want to make sure we're planted in. It doesn't say planted in the houses of the Lord. It says, plant yourself in the house of the Lord. Now, why is this so important? You know, I don't need to go to church. I watch online. And it's okay if you're watching online right now, but I want to encourage you, those that are watching online, there's going to come a time when the online um, avenues, they won't be as open as they are now. And it's important for us, and even if they are, to remember this is temporary 
it's time for me to get back in church. I need to go sit under the word. I need to hear what is being taught to me. I need to be in the, that corporate anointing with the rest of my church family. Yeah. Something happens when you are. Yes. Uh, Paul said, I desire to see you that I may impart unto you. You know, I'm so grateful for technology that we can have these live stream services go to Facebook Live, but I can't see your face. Right. And when your pastor, you know, sometimes I'll watch my pastor live stream. But I tell you, the ultimate experience is for me to be in a service where she is at so she can see my face. Right. Paul said, I desire to see you that I may impart unto you. When you are seen by your pastor, impartations take place. I remember one thing my pastor had said recently. She said, many people struggle because they're not receiving the impartations that they need. Well, where do you receive those impartations? in your local church where you are seen. Amen. Yeah. So we're talking about being planted and being prosperous. Where does the prosperous come in? It says those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. That word flourish means you're going to bloom. It means you're going to bloom. It means you're going to spread. It means you're going to fly. What are you going to fly? You're going to fly above all the problems. You may, you may encounter opposition, but being planted in God's house with the word you're receiving, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause you to fly over that opposition. Amen. It means to flourish, to blossom, to break forth and to break out. Praise God. When you're planted in God's house, you're going to break out. Come on. Break out of those old habits. Break out of the wrong thinking. Break out of the wrong talking. Break out of the wrong relationships. Come on. When you're in the house of God, the word of God is delivered. It's delivered to us to set us free if we will hear it. Mm -hmm. If we will hear it. It's so important when we come to church, River Church, that we aren't just sitting there and taking it in as entertainment, but that we are partaking. We're partaking yes. of the worship. Amen. We're lifting our hands. Whether we feel like it or not, we are engaging ourselves yes. in the praise and worship. We are engaging ourselves when it's time for the tithes and offering. We're yes. responding. We're engaging ourselves when the word is being delivered. We're like, yes, that's what I need. And then it doesn't stop there. When the service is over, we take that message home and we say, Lord, you spoke to me in that service. This, this week, I have an assignment from what I heard in this service. Why? We're engaging ourselves. We're hearing the word. We're getting to know the truth. And it's the truth that makes us free. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we're, we are flourishing, blossoming, breaking forth and breaking out when we're planted in the house of the Lord. Amen. Yes. Praise God. We'll flourish in the courts of our God. It says we will bear fruit. Does that mean you're going to bear an apple or an orange? No, but you're going to bear some fruit. I love, I thought this was interesting. That word uh, bear fruit, it means to make cheerful. You're going to increase in your old age. Praise God. How many of you know the older you get, you got to make sure you stay cheerful. Yeah. Got to stay, got to make sure, you know, Pastor Marcus and I, I always say, we always tell each other, we're not going to be grumpy old people. The older you get, you can tend to just be grumpy and, and be, you know, uh, discontented. But this says when you're planted in the house, you're going to continue to bring forth fruit. You're going to continue to increase in old age. That means you don't stop. 
well, you know, I'm 70 now. I guess my life is over. No, you are still increasing in your older age. Praise the Lord. How and when? When you're planted in the house of the Lord. It's, this is not separate from being planted in God's house. I want to encourage you as to this as well. God calls you to a certain house, a local church. He calls you there. You know, when you walk in, something bears witness on the inside of you. This is where I'm supposed to be. Your spirit's bearing witness with the Holy Spirit. I, this is the place where God has set me. And when he sets you in that place, it's your flourishing place. Yes. It's your breaking forth place. Yes. It's the place where you're going to blossom yes. if you'll plant your roots down deep. Yes. If you won't get offended. If you won't be distracted. If you'll plant yourself and determine this is where God has placed me. This church is my flourishing place. Say that with me. Say this church. This church. My local church, my local church is my flourishing place. My flourishing. Amen. Well, I haven't been flourishing like I should. Well, check your heart. As I was getting ready, I was thinking about the Super Bowl. You know, and there was one such person during the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say what team but that kept getting creamed. And what came to me was this. Some of you, you feel like you're trying. You keep trying to do something. You keep trying to make strides. You're trying to make movement. You're trying to uh, advance in your life and you keep getting crushed. It's like you can't make movement. You don't know why. I want to tell you why. You need to find a local church. You need to get planted in a local church that teaches the word, that teaches that you are healed, you are prosperous, that tells you who you are in Christ, what you can do in Christ, and what belongs to you in Christ. Because you have an inheritance, but you will not flourish. You're going to keep getting creamed. You're going to keep getting run over by the enemy, by the world, uh, by the flesh, if you don't get planted in the house. Amen. Amen. So plant yourself. And if you're saying, well, Pastor Melina, I have planted myself and I'm not seeing the fruit. I want to encourage you to this next step then. Have you planted yourself? Are you serving? Are you serving in your local church? Now, I know these times are a little different. Maybe you haven't had the opportunity. But as a pastor, I can tell you there is always something that needs to get done in the local church. And so you can go to your pastor and say, Pastor, I've been coming to this church. I haven't really planted myself. I mean, I've been hearing the word. I'm sitting in the chairs. I'm singing. I'm worshiping. I'm tithing. I'm giving my offerings. But I feel like something's missing. I tell you, your life will change when you start serving in your local church. Why? You're serving in the house of God. There is nothing so precious as serving in God's house. There is nothing so precious. And when you serve in God's house, he will always take care of your house. It's a sowing and a reaping. You are sowing your time. You are sowing your talents. You are sowing um, the gifts that God has given you. God has given each one of us gifts for the local church. He has given you a gift for your local church. But it's up to you to make that gift available. 
Amen. And sometimes maybe when you go to your pastor, they may say, well, I really don't need you to do that. I need you to do this. If your pastor asks you to do something and you think, I don't know if it's in me, I don't know how to do that. If your pastor asks you to do it, I'm going to tell you, God will anoint you and grace you to do what your pastor needs you to do. Amen. Amen. We all bring a supply. So when you are planted in the house, you're not just attending, but your heart is connected. You're making sure there's no offense coming in. This is a, if I could say, it's like a hose, Mm -hmm. the local church to my life, and I cannot allow any kinks in the hose. I can't allow anything to stop the flow of that flourishing in my life. And so I am going to plant myself. I'm not going to allow offense to kink the hose. I'm not going to allow any kind of opposition to pull me out, any kind of opportunity to present itself and lead me out. Because those things will come up. Yes. I'm not going to allow those things to pull me out of my local church. That is the, the uh, you know, the glory spout. You know, it's where, where the blessings of the Lord, the flourishing place. It's my flourishing place. It's my place where my life will blossom. Amen. So I'm choosing to connect my heart. But also I'm with, when you connect your heart, you're connecting your giving, but you're also connecting your gifts and your talents. Yes. Because some of you, you know, maybe you're a teacher. Guess what? That anointing, there's anointing on you then, probably. If you're a, a regular teacher, that anointing, that gift is first and foremost for the local church. Maybe you're a singer. That anointing, that gift in your life, it's first and foremost for the local church. Mm-hmm. That's why it's been placed on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. It's for your local church. Amen. And the body of Christ needs what you have. Amen. The body of Christ needs what you have. Amen. Don't ever let the enemy tell you what you have is not enough. Right. What you have isn't worth anything. It is very valuable to the Lord and it's valuable to his house. And when you're serving in his house, you are serving the body of Christ and you're also serving your Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Aren't we grateful for our local church? Yes. I am so grateful. You know, I, I grew up attending church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, we were there. And then we were always an hour early, say an hour early. early. Not just mom and dad, all three of us kids. We were always an hour early. And I will tell you why. Both mama and daddy served. I cannot remember a time when neither of my parents served in the local church. Our lives were centered around God and his house. Mm-hmm. There was a value put on God and his house. Yeah. And I wanna, I wanna tell you this, this is a huge testimony because nowadays people aren't putting the value on God's house like right. they should. Yeah. You know, statistically, most children will attend church less than their parents. The generation after them will attend church less. And the generation after that, statistically in the world, will attend church less than that. I want to ask you, how often are you attending church? How often are you coming to God's house? You know and I know the value of his house. And a testimony for me is attending church. And when we had meetings throughout the week, we were there. Special speakers, we were there. We had to do something for the church. Uh, We're going to go witnessing. We were there. We were always there. Our lives were centered around the local church. You know, never once did I think it was strange. 
Never once did I ask, do we have to go to church? It was incorporated into our lives. It was, our lives were centered around that. And a testimony to all you watching is all three of us girls are serving in our local church. One of my sisters is a worship leader. The other one serves in, her, in the children's department and also is on the worship team. Their families, listen to me, their families are serving in their local church. You know, me and my family serving in the local church. Did that happen by accident? Oh, it's because I wanted to. It's because, you know, I just chose to. I did choose to, but there was a pattern. There was uh, a, a behavior, habits that were set in place from the time that I can remember. Yeah. I cannot, when they had parenting classes, I was, I was one of the teachers. I was in my teens. Oh, you're going to be the kid's nursery worker while, while the parenting classes are going on. Yep. When they had marriage classes and I was a teenager, we were there. Because, you know, one day you're going to get married, so you're going to go. I mean, there was never any excuse for why we shouldn't go. We were always there and we never thought. There were times, praise the Lord, there were two services. I I would serve in one service in the morning and go to the second service. Mm -hmm. And my life has been blessed Mm -hmm. because of it. Praise the Lord. My life has flourished. My sister's lives have flourished. It is no accident where we are all today. It's directly connected to being planted in the local church, to seeing our parents being planted in their local church. Directly connected. Connect the dots. Make those connections. It doesn't happen by accident. If you're not, if we aren't going to church like we should, what makes us think that our kids will? because we're not setting a good example. But I want our lives to be flourishing. I want your lives to flourish. And it happens by being planted in the house of God. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Amen. We love the local church. We love it. Why? It's a place where answers are delivered for people. It's a place where people are set free. It's a place where lives are changed. Families are transformed for generations. It's not a place we take lightly. It's not a place we take lightly. Our local church is a place we value. We honor it, and we honor it by attending. We honor it by planting ourselves, by, by serving in our local church, by saying, what can I do? What can I do to get the word out, the word of God out, to get this healing message out, to get this delivering message out? God's word has done so much for me. I want others to experience the same thing. And I'm telling you, the more people that are serving in their local church, the more that those local churches can do. Because then it, it lightens the load of the pastor. Amen. And we all have a part to play. Praise God. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse 13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. I love this portion of scripture because Paul is saying here, when you heard the word of God come from us, you didn't receive it as if it was coming from men, but you received the word coming from our lips as if it was coming straight from God. 
And what does this word do? It effectively works in you. Amen. We see the word of God coming from man. It's received though as if it's coming from God. You know, your pastor is delivering the word to you. But if you'll receive it as this is from God for me, your life will be changed. If you'll take that word and do it, your life will be changed. And it says that word is effectively working in you who believe. Amen. When you're sitting in a service, when you're hearing the word of God, it's working something in you. It's working things out in your life. It's working things out in your family, in your marriage, in your body, in your mind. It's, it's renewing your mind. It's changing the wrong way of thinking and bringing in God's way of thinking. God's word, it's always working something out in you. It's working in you. So we don't take the place where his word can be taught and we want it to work out things in other people. We want to see God's word work in other people's lives. Amen. Praise God. That's why we invite them to church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the word of God from our pastor, it's working things out in us. Amen. Praise God. Let's open up our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Praise the Lord. So God has given us the gifts of the fivefold, we call it the fivefold ministry offices. And we're going to look at those right now in Ephesians chapter 4. Praise God. We love our local church. We love our pastors. And I want to encourage you as you're turning to Ephesians 4, always pray for your pastor. Don't ever take them for granted. You know, there was a time in my life when I was young, like I said, I grew up in church and I always, you know, you can grow up in something and take it for granted. You know, everything is so good when you're in the local church. Not to say you're not going to face opposition, but you're always going to have answers. So your life looks a lot different than those who aren't going to church. It just looks a lot different. You may face opposition, but it doesn't move you. You get, you just fly right on over it. Right. And so there was a time in my life, though, I was younger and um, I didn't really pray for my pastor like I should. And, and there was a whole big thing that happened. But the Lord showed me afterwards and, and in my I was so grieved and the Holy Spirit um, in my spirit just came up. You know, you need to pray. You should have been praying for your pastor. You should have been praying. You should have been praying. It's so important to pray for our leaders. You know, we're praying for our president. We're praying for the vice president. We're praying for our governor. Come on, River Church, we're praying. (laughs) The Bible says pray for those who are in authority. But I want to remind you, don't forget to pray for your pastor. They need your prayers. They need that strength. They need that wisdom. They are shepherds. They are overseeing. And God gives them supernatural tools to do that. But your prayers are important. Amen. Just a little side note. Ephesians 4.11. And he gave, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love that we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ. Amen. So God gives us these, the fivefold um, 
uh, offices, and it's the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the apostle, um, praise God, hallelujah, the prophet, amen. And he gives us this fivefold. Well, part of this fivefold ministry gift, part of that is the pastor. So couldn't we say this? Your pastor is a gift to you. Just like all of these other offices are gifts to the body of Christ. Paul said they're gifts. And what what do these gifts do? They equip you. They give you the tools you need Mm -hmm. for the work of the ministry. Well, I don't have a ministry. Each one of us, every person in the body of Christ has a ministry. First of all, we have the ministry of reconciliation. And secondly, we're all called to the ministry of helps which is uh, the ministry in your local church. Mm-hmm. The gift, the talent, the, the thing you're doing in your local church, where you're serving, amen? So these offices equip us for the work of the ministry, amen? Mm-hmm. They build us up. They unite us in faith, amen? Mm-hmm. But they also grow us up mm-hmm. in Christ. You know, we don't want to stay a baby forever. We don't want to stay a teenager forever and spiritually. We want to grow up. And that's why God gives us pastors. Amen. You know, some will put a value on the evangelist. Mm -hmm. They'll go to all these evangelistic meetings Mm -hmm. or they'll go to all these meetings put on by a prophet, Mm so-and-so. But they don't have a local church. Did we forget that pastor is also part of that ministry gift? And a pastor is, is your shepherd. Yeah. Amen. So the Greek word translated pastor literally means shepherd. Now, who's the great shepherd? Jesus is the great shepherd. Amen. He's the shepherd of all God's sheep. Yeah. If you're a, a member, if you attend a local church, you're born again, you are a sheep. We are sheep. Amen. Yeah. But, and God is the great shepherd. Jesus is the great shepherd. What a wonderful shepherd he was on the earth. What a great example. Amen. He cared for those who were under, the, under him. He had compassion on the people. And shepherds, what do they do? They protect their flock. Yeah. Yes, they look after them. They guide them. Right. So Jesus was the great shepherd. But he has under shepherds. Mm-hmm. And pastors are his under shepherds. Amen. What do pastors do? What does a shepherd do? Think about what a shepherd does. They protect the sheep from the wolves. Right. Your pastor's going to protect you, making sure no one's coming in to do you any harm, making sure you're hearing the right things, blocking out the wrong things. Right. Come on. Blocking out the wrong people. If they try and come into the church, we're like, mm-mm-mm. Okay. Come on. Pastors are shepherds. They have oversight. They're anointed to care for and minister to the sheep. Amen. Some, you know, pastors, God will give pastors um, insight into those that they are seeing in their body, that those sheep in their local church. He will give them answers from heaven. They will have answers in their preaching and their teaching ahead of time for the sheep, for the local church. Yeah. If we'll pick, up, pick that up. Yeah. You know, we can sit in a service and not even pick up on the answers that are being delivered to us from our pastor. But say, not me, not me, me, because the Bible says, Jesus used to say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm -hmm. So make sure when you're in his church service, you're hearing, what's my pastor talking about? He's talking about healing. Well, I don't need healing right now. You know what? I need to take note of this. I might need healing soon. Mm -hmm. Or my pastor's talking about relationships. All my relationships are good. Wait a minute. I need to take note of this because I'm going to need this in the future. Right? They will deliver answers to you ahead of time. Praise the Lord. How many people are going to psychics? They're seeking out the occult and witchcraft. What are they looking for? They're looking for answers. 
I'm going to tell you where your answers are. They're in your local church. They're in your local church. Your answers are not in tarot cards. They're not in the fortune teller. You, me, the body of Christ, we all need to get plugged into our local church where answers are delivered on a regular basis. Praise the Lord on a regular basis. Amen. Your pastor is a feeder. Pastors are feeders. They feed the flock on a continual basis. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Pastor will get answers for your life. Amen. If we'll listen and if we'll do. Praise the Lord. We'll, and what, what will happen? We'll be perfected and matured by the word from our pastors. Amen. You know, we look at those other five, uh, the other four ministry offices, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, the apostle. Those gifts, those offices, they're usually moving around place to place. You know, evangelists, they go from city to city, maybe country to country. Teacher, you know, they'll go from church to church or or um, place to place, same with the prophet often. They have a traveling ministry, apostle, they send people out. But the pastor, they are more of a stationary office, right? They're stationary. They're established in one place. Praise the Lord. Why? Because they need to be familiar with their flock, right? They're aware of what's going on, what the needs are, what situations are on the horizon, right? And you know, if someone needs advice or counsel and they go to a traveling minister, I usually wonder why. Because the traveling minister doesn't know them right. like their pastor knows them. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we'll find that someone who went to another minister, I would dare say this even, maybe even to another pastor who doesn't know them, right. they didn't like the answer they got from their pastor who knew them. Right. So they decided to go talk to another pastor or another uh, ministry office, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's why they do it. Pastors know you best. Yeah. Your pa- it's like your, it's like your uh, general physician. They know everything about you. They have a file. I'm not saying pastors have a file, but you know, you know things. You know things by the spirit. You've been with each other. You're part of the same family for years. So you know one another, right? And then by the spirit, your pastors know things. Praise the Lord. So it's important to stick with our pastor and to learn to listen to our pastor. Whether we like the answer we get or we don't like the answer we get. Praise the Lord. Stick with them. Why? Because there's a maturing. God wants to mature you. He wants to grow us up. Why? So we can fulfill our assignment on this earth. And we can't fulfill our assignment if we stay babies. Babies can only do so much. They can do some things. But God wants us all to grow up. How do we do that? We get planted in God's house. We hear the word. Our lives start to flourish. Come on. Once you get planted in God's house, your family starts to flourish. Your finances, your marriage, things start flourishing. Why? Because the word comes in and it brings deliverance. It brings light to those situations. Now you're able to do what you've heard and able to walk these things out. You start to grow. We start to mature in the things of God. Amen. And so our pastors, they are delivering the word and we have to learn to pick up the assignments from pastor. Those, those assignments, they'll feed us, but they'll also give us direction, instruction, vision as to where the church is going. Right. And so we have to learn not just to hear, oh yeah, yeah, I know that's, that's part of our vision. No, I'm going to pick up that vision. 
I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to take partake of it. This is what this church is called to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. What's the River Church called to do? Build strong families and strong marriages. Amen. Equipping us in the body of Christ. And we're all growing up in Him to fulfill the plan of God for our lives. That's why we're here. We want you to fulfill the plan of God for your life. Amen. So what happens to our lives when we don't have a pastor? Some people think, I don't need a pastor. Yeah. I don't need a pastor. Well, I want you to say this with me. Everyone needs a pastor. Everyone needs a pastor. Everyone needs a pastor. Needs a pastor. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. Praise the God. So when praise God. So when you have a pastor, the quality of your life starts to improve. I mean, everyone's always talking about the quality of life. You know, the quality of my life, the quality of my life. I want, well, how much quality of life do you want to have? <laughs> When you have a pastor, the quality of your life improves physically, right. spiritually, yeah. mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally. You know, God doesn't leave one area untouched. If you'll allow God to come in, in that local church where he has set you, you're going to hear the word. It's going to feed you. He is going to bring, uh, bring up your quality of life. Why? Because your change, your thinking is going to change. You're going to start thinking in line with the word and the word will always bring you up. And that's why the enemy doesn't want you in church. He doesn't want you around people that are faith people that will encourage you when you feel down. That will say, hey, let me pray for you. Hey, you need an answer. I've got an answer right here from the scripture. This is what the word says. You know, we need to have those faith buddies. We need to have a pastor. We need to have a family, church family around us to encourage us. But the enemy doesn't want you to have that because he doesn't want your quality of life to be raised. He wants to keep you down low. He wants you to keep you in the unknown where you never know what's going to happen. But when you start going to church, you plant yourself. You start getting answers for your life. Holy Spirit, you get filled with the Holy Ghost. He starts talking to you. Mm -hmm. The Lord speaks to you through your pastor. Holy Spirit shows you things and services. Sometimes the pastor isn't even saying, but just because you made yourself available and you obeyed God by sitting in that service, you start getting answers. Pastor could be talking about marriage. You start getting answers for your finances. Mm -hmm. Right? Praise God. Matthew 9, 36. What happens to our lives when we don't have a pastor? Matthew 9, 36 says this. But when he saw the multitudes, talking about Jesus, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. What is Jesus saying here? He saw the multitude. They were like sheep without a shepherd. What happens to the sheep? When they don't have a shepherd, scattered. they're scattered. People without a pastor will go astray. They're going to be scattered. Their life will be scattered. Their marriage, their finances, their children. You know, as I was meditating on this, I was thinking about, it's like the Lord brought me this picture of, um, what do they call that? A puzzle, all the little puzzles. Jigsaw puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle. Thank you. I saw this huge jigsaw puzzle and it was all in pieces. You know, people spread them out on a table. And on each one is a little picture. If you attach it to the next one, the picture's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Mm -hmm. But when it's all separated, it's scattered all over. You really don't know what the photo is supposed to look like, what the puzzle is going to look like, unless you look at the cover on the front of the box, right? right? So when we are without a pastor, it's like those little jigsaw puzzle pieces. They're scattered all over. And your life 
It's like in all these little pieces. It's scattered all over like a million puzzle pieces scattered all over the table. There's pictures and images of what your life should look like as a whole if it were all put together. But it's not put together because you're, at, you're, like, a, you're like the sheep without a shepherd. You have no pastor. And so your life is like these little jigsaw puzzle pieces scattered all over. But when you come to know Jesus... And when you get a pastor and you put yourself under that pastor and you get planted in the local church, it's like all those little pieces start coming together. They start coming together and they form this beautiful picture of what our life should look like. Our life is no longer scattered. Things start to come together. Our marriage starts to come together. Our finances start to come together. Come on, our mind, we get our mind back. And that starts to come in line with the Word of God. What happens? Everything starts to come in line with the Word. Why? Because we've planted ourselves in the local church. And now the Master Creator, God, who created your life, He wants to put your life back together. He wants to put all the pieces back together. Put your life so you can see this is the plan that God has for you. But you will not experience the fullness of His plan without a pastor. Praise the Lord. We just read Matthew 9, 36. They were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. This is what the Lord is saying. Jesus is saying this, not Pastor Melina. Right? Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want you to realize tonight that the importance of the local church, it's a place where we are planted. We plant ourselves physically, but we're also connecting our hearts. Yeah. It's not just a place we come and eh, I don't want to be here. We, we come to the church where God has set us. We get our heart right. We say, this is my church. Mm-hmm. You know, when I come into my house, I'm like, this is my house. Yeah. I love this house. I'm grateful for this house. Yeah. Well, that's how we ought to be with the local church. This is my church. Mm-hmm. I love this church. And guess what? I, just like I say about my family, I love my family. I love my church family. For me, it's the best. They're the best. And for someone over there at their church, their church family is the best. But I'm excited about my local church. It's a place where answers are delivered. And I I love my pastor. Why? Because every time I sit in a service, every time I hear her on a podcast or I hear her on a a CD or a live stream, I'm getting answers for my life. I recognize it's a place where I flourish. A local church is a place where we flourish, where our lives that were once scattered. You know, you talk to anybody who didn't know the Lord and they got born again. They started coming to church. You know what happens? Some of the first things that happen, God starts putting their life back together. He starts putting all the pieces back together. You know, you talk to anybody out in the world, their life is scattered. If they don't know Jesus, and I would say this too, they may know Jesus, but they don't go to church. Their life is scattered. Their mind is scattered. Their thinking is scattered. And that's just because they're not putting themselves under the flow of that gift of God, a pastor. They're not planting themselves in the house of God. That's just doing the word. It's nothing that I made up. It's what It's what the Bible says. I read it out of the Bible tonight. Amen. It's what he says. And you know, every, every, uh, everything that we do, there's a blessing 
if we'll do the word, we'll be blessed. Right. It said, if we do the word, we'll be blessed. And yes. we heard tonight, if you don't have a local church, you need to find a local church that preaches the word. Amen. Tells you who you are in Christ, what you can have, what belongs to you. Believes that Jesus is your healer. Yeah. I said, believes that Jesus is your healer, yeah. that he already healed you 2,000 yeah. years ago. And we're not wondering if he's going to heal us now or what he's going to do. No, we know healing is ours now. You go to a place where you are filled with faith. Amen. Where your heart is encouraged not to hear what you want to hear. A lot of times we can hear things we want to hear and it's not helping us. But to hear, hear the word being preached. Hear the word being teached, taught to us so we can grow and mature. Amen. Praise God. Well, he's the master creator. Amen. And he wants to put your life back together. Praise God, the way it was destined to be. You know, God has a plan for your life. And some of you, I believe some of you, I don't know if any, maybe somebody watching tonight, maybe you haven't been in church like you should. Maybe you grew up in church, you stopped going. Maybe you were going and then, you know, you kind of pulled back because you were hurt. I want to tell you this. A church is full of people. And people are people. No one's perfect. You're not going to find a perfect church. So don't look for the perfect church. Look for the church that God wants to put you in. Look for a church that preaches the word, the uncompromised word of God, that will be there for you, that will encourage you in your faith to know that Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my uh, financier. He's always there for me. And I won't fail because Jesus is on my side. And I know who I am in Christ because of Jesus, because of what his word says. I know what belongs to me. You can know the promises that he has for you. You know, want to go to a church where your faith is being built up, not a church filled with doubt and unbelief, not a church where, where I'm just, you know, this is the popular church or this is the modern church or, you know, this is the older church. You know, they, you know, it's not a matter of preference. It's not a matter of preference. It's a matter of where is the word being taught so my life can flourish? Where is the word being taught so my life can flourish? Amen. So I want to pray with you tonight. If you've not been to church in a while, God has a church for you. Amen. If you're in the Portoville area, you can join us. But God has a place for you. And if you are already in church, the next step is start serving in your local church. Get planted in that place. Amen. Pray for your pastor. Value that place. You know, your kids, you can't tell them so much what to do. Our job as parents is to show them what to do. I've always endeavored, Pastor Marcus and I, we're not perfect, but we've always endeavored to show our kids the value of the local church. Why? Because time and time again, <laughs> time and time again, We've been delivered time and time again. Answers have come because we have chosen to stay connected to our pastor. We've chosen to honor God's house, to put a value on it. It's very precious to us and we never take it for granted. You can get to the, you can get to the point where you have before. If you've taken it for granted, don't take your local church for granted anymore. Don't take your pastor for granted anymore. Amen. Don't take the word that you're receiving. You know, I remember one time we had moved away for pastor. Uh, he went to Bible school and then we came back to a certain town and we started going to church. Well, we had been at this 
Bible school for seven years and after a while you can start to take for granted the wonderful preaching and teaching of the word. You think everybody preaches and teaches like that. And then we had we'd gone to a certain place and I remember sitting in the service and I thought, wow, wow, I was so grateful for those years to be in that church where he was at Bible school because the word, the word we got, the the quality of the word, it was uncompromised. It it saved our, our marriage, it saved our bodies, our physical bodies, it, it, it delivered us time and time again. You know, it's so easy. You can hear somebody preach, you can hear your pastor preach all the time and you start to take you know, the sound of their voice for granted, you know their voice, you hear their voice in your head sometimes, and you're, you know, when you're going through things, you hear your pastor's voice. You can start to take those things for granted. Don't ever take them for granted. Be grateful and thankful, amen. And so I'm gonna pray with you tonight. If you need to get planted in a local church, God has a place for you, amen. Father God, I lift up those watching tonight, Lord. Father, we just value the local church. We honor it, it is your house. And if there's anybody tonight, they're looking for a local church, Father. If they're in another area, Lord, I ask you to just show them and lead them and guide them. Yes, guide the Holy Spirit to the right place, Father. A place where the Word is taught, where they can be healed, delivered, set free, and know who they are in Christ and what belongs to them. In Jesus' name, I lift them up and I speak encouragement. I speak hope to their hearts, wherever they are right now. Nothing is too hard for God. Whatever you've been facing, the enemy would try and tell you it's too hard, but it's not too hard. It's so easy for God. If you'll start putting that in your mouth, no, this is not hard. The enemy will tell you it's hard. You say, no, this is easy for God. This is easy. He can turn that situation around. He's turning that situation. Start saying, thank you, Father. That situation is turned. It's turned. It will not be the same anymore. It's turned in Jesus' name. My finances, my, my marriage, that relationship, it's turned in Jesus' name. Father, you're working. Your power is going to work in that situation in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your power that's at work. There's no distance in the Spirit wherever you are tonight. His power is being made available to you. Just reach up and say, I take it, Father. I take the answers that I need. I take the wisdom. I take the deliverance to be set free. God wants you set free once and for all. Once and for all set free. No more bondage. No more going back to the old habits, the old ways of thinking. Things that held you back in 2020. Let them go. When the enemy tries to pull you back to those things, say, no, I'm done with that. That was in my past. I am moving forward with God in 2021. I'm going to get planted in the local church in 2021. I guarantee you, if you will get planted in your local church for one year, you will see your whole life turn around. And I'm not talking about just attending, but planting yourself planting yourself, getting established, getting to know your church family, starting to serve and be thankful for that place that he has for you. Amen. Well, River Church, we love you. We just agree with you. You're going to have a great rest of the week and we look forward to seeing you Sunday. We have a special service for Valentine's Day. We encourage you to come, bring your spouses. We're going to have a great time and we'll see you Sunday.